From lifestyle, fitness, beauty, travel, relationships, and self-care, Steph's got you covered. Welcome to your safe space, where you can stop what you're doing, relax, and let someone else do the heavy lifting for once. This is the Luxury Dropout Podcast with your host, Stephanie Joplin. It's Stephanie Joplin here with another episode of the Luxury Dropout Podcast. Today we have Bria Armstrong with us. She is the founder of Editor Media. It is a digital media company, and she basically represents brands and influencers in the beauty space. She also has a long history in journalism. In fact, that is how we met, and you'll hear and you'll hear all about that in the MMA industry. She has written for a million different publications. She's so well-versed in media, public relations, digital content, all of the above. She also has her own weight loss surgery podcast called VSGT and another podcast about women in business called Ambition for Breakfast. And she's just got her hand in everything. She is an amazing person. She's an amazing friend. And truly one of my personal inspirations, even though she is a couple of years younger, she has always been a mentor of mine. And I just really can't wait for you guys to hear the laughs and the experiences and the stories that we shared together. We talk about our struggles with weight loss and body dysmorphia and Photoshopping our pictures to death and how far we've come on that journey. So grab a snack, sit on down and enjoy this episode of the Luxury Dropout. What's up, fellow dropouts? Welcome back to the Luxury Dropout Podcast with me, your host, Stephanie Joplin. Joining me today from sunny Orange County, California, is one of my best and longtime friends, Brianna Armstrong. How are you? Good. How are you? I am so wonderful because I'm seeing your shining face. (laughs) Gosh. Well, I'm so excited for today. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, I know. Well, I was on your podcast about two months ago now, I think it was. And that was a really fun experience. I feel like we probably could have just droned on for three or four hours on that one easily. Yeah, we had a long one. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, I know. So your podcast, just to let everyone know, you have your own podcast that you basically just came up with out of your incredible brain. And you had recently gotten into the space of content creator yourself for yourself is what I mean. Because normally your job is to create the content for others. And now you are creating the content for yourself um, for your weight loss journey. And you just tapped into this market and just blew the F up like real quick, like grew 15,000 followers in a year. Your podcast VSGT has, I mean, thousands of downloads internationally. You do it with your friend, Sammy. How has this journey been for you, like kind of navigating away from focusing on content for others and going to focusing on content for yourself as well? Oh my gosh, it's been like such a trip, but it's been so rewarding and something that I mean, I didn't think that I would find, you know, a form of therapy out of this, but honestly, posting on my behalf and like being my number one advocate and just giving myself some space in this space that I know so well has been really rewarding. Just, I mean, personally. And it has been a form of therapy because I've, you know, found an amazing community in it. And it's for once, I'm not talking about work for once. Yeah, for you know? once. And it's like, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge workaholic and my life is mainly work. 
that's not healthy. And I can absolutely admit that. And that's why I took this huge leap to go and, you know, find my journey through getting healthy. So yeah, but it's like, I mean, I learn new things every single day and it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So yesterday John was on, I think it was yesterday. You filmed John for your story and you're like, babe, how much time would you say that I spent actually relaxing? And he was like, and I was thinking in my head 20 and he said 25%. And I was like, it's definitely 80, 20, like for sure. I mean, even when you and I have been on vacation together, it's been like, you're creating content, you're, you know, on email, you're on the phone, you're on a conference call, you're always doing something, even when you're trying to have a good time. And so I love that you're adapting a little bit more to peeling yourself away from that. I love that you peel yourself away from work for your workouts. Like, I think that's so positive for you. I like that you are so hyper-focused on, I think also holding yourself accountable for others because it holds you accountable. So I love to see that from your content and you look amazing. You look so good. Oh, friends. No, I know. And it is true. Like, I definitely feel like I have such a huge base for accountability and it makes me more motivated. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm out here doing the most and I have to just like walk the walk and, you know, not just talk about it. So it's been wild, but I am at the point in my life where it's like, I realized that I need to basically unplug. And that's even from my own social media at this point too. So we're actually doing a series of hiring because at this point I am solo on running our influencer relations for our company. And we manage some of these, you know, some of the biggest names in beauty. So it's like, it's gotten to be a point where it's like, well, if I want to scale this part of our company, like we need to really hire someone to help. So we are in the middle of doing that. And I really see the light at the end of the tunnel. I have never been able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm saying, I think I'm going to have a life maybe in next well, year. Because <laughs> we know that you're very particular. So I feel like whoever you hire has to be a literal extension of you. Yes, definitely. That's an adventure. We'll see. Adventure. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> So I've, you know, I talked about this a little bit in the introduction, but you, it's like started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like that is your motto in life or still DRE as well, I suppose, because you started like right out the gate. It's like, you knew what you wanted. You had this laser focus and you went out and got it. And I feel like, you know, I'm like five or however many years apart we are, I'm a half a decade in front of you. And you're just like, you know, got your own company going, you got everything going, you got everything figured out. You got your own house with your boyfriend. I'm just like, wow, I'm just like trying to catch up, but everyone has their own journey. Oh, that's true. That's right, honey. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But when we met, you were still working for another company. You were doing journalism for a company that published an array of like basically an array of different topics of what would you say? They published different, how would you say it? Like different topics, like different Genre, it's a huge, one of the biggest publishers at the time. Yeah. So you were working for this big publisher at the time and you were covering all different kinds of material that most, and let's be honest, most women really wouldn't have a clue about. It wasn't like you were working for good housekeeping. Like you were talking about camping, you were talking about guns, you were talking about MMA. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And obviously like you didn't go to school for that particular stuff. Did you just absorb it when you were reading and interviewing people? Or how did you learn about all of those various topics? Yeah. For me, even though I was a longtime magazine editor, many magazines, it's a lot of reading, but for me, what's best is it, I immersed myself in, into that, you know, genre. So not that I was out bow hunting, you know, and like getting my 10 point bucks, but 
I was trying to learn about like the best bows on the market and really trying to like capture the essence of these incredibly niche markets. And so I knew too, that whenever I wrote anything, because I had a female byline that it was going to be studied and looked at even harder. And so, you know, that was the case with MMA. MMA became so natural for me. I was one of the first females, especially on the West coast to cover the sport. I was comfortable with every single organization, promoter, fight camp, uh, fighter that you can name that didn't come right away. That came from being immersed into that community for, for the amount of time that I did. And then into the gun world. I mean, I was at the time, you know, I was already editing gun world magazine, world of firepower magazine, um, American survival guide magazine, concealed carry handguns, mag, you know, bow and arrow hunting magazine, all these different gun magazines. And so when I was actually able to start kind of immersing into that community, it was really a lot because you need need to know the ballistics. You have to, you know, be out there on on the range. You're testing guns. Like you're one of the first people to test the guns. And so, especially because I was a female, like everybody would basically stop and like watch like me testing the gun. And like, that was a different experience too, but I just felt so comfortable because I was so confident in my craft. I'm a writer and I love to write and I love to be creative and I haven't been able to write in a long time, but I write in different ways now, you know? So it kind of translates to social media, but yeah, it wasn't overnight. It was just something that, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was immersed in so that when you read one of my pieces or one of the magazines that I was the editor of, you know, it translated that, okay, these people know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, definitely. And I remember, you know, writing a couple of articles for you and I found myself fully immersed in, you know, I think it was survival guide, survival guide. Yes. The survival guide article. I was like fully immersed in that baby. And I even like sought out expert, like there's a Michael Hawk, M Y K E L Michael Hawk. He's like this survival expert that had his own show on, I don't remember what channel it must've been like discovery or travel channel or something. And I like reached out to him on Twitter. Twitter was like my main resource of everything because everyone always used to answer me. And so he like helped me do the research for that article. He was like, try this one. This is good. And I was like, okay, so I'm really giving like giving legitimate advice for this survival guide. So that was a hard article. It was a hard one. (laughs) I know. I know. We did great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So I guess we should tell everyone how exactly we met, which was on Twitter actually. Twitter. Yes. Yes, I know. And here we are like almost, I think it's 10, probably 10 years later. And we've been on multiple trips together. We've, you know, like I've come out to see you twice. Yeah. You are a part of the family, like officially a sister, Mm -hmm. but all from one tweet. Was it that creeper guy that connected us? Who was it? Yeah. And what was that? I don't remember. So remember he like, he like bent over and sent a naked selfie of his butthole to me. <laughs> Ew. Who was that? That's I don't so remember. I don't I, you don't remember him? I swear I sent you the screenshot of it. You probably blocked it out of your memory. <laughs> I probably blocked it out and like rightfully so. Dang. Okay. Well, shout out to butt boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't need to see either the front or the back, to be fair. I really don't. No, that's not solicited. No, no. But he tagged us both in something probably MMA related. And I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh, she's so pretty. I was like, she and her thing is MMA girly, which doesn't exist, by the way, anymore. (laughs) 
But I was like, oh, like she talks about MMA. She's pretty. And then like we randomly, you were like, oh, like come cover Lion Fight with me, which is like a Muay Thai promotion. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we just like met in the hotel room in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas. No big deal. No, but we immediately were like so close. Like we were such such close friends. And I loved that. We were already cracking up and it was really refreshing because you know, there are, there were females, definitely. Don't get me wrong. There were females in our industry, not so much in the Muay Thai industry as far as journalism goes, but it was just a breath of fresh air because, you know, I was always feeling like, you know, for a long time too, that I was the odd woman out. And then like all of a sudden, okay, I have a girlfriend here and, you know, we're covering this sport and that, you know, we're empowering each other. And it just, you know, gave me another form of confidence. So exciting and so special. It was really special. And I think, was that the same trip that we did go to gun club as well? Do we, do, or that was a different trip? I don't that remember. Was trip because remember I was only on MMA and I was kind of immersed in the guns, but then we went to the gun store that next trip, I think. Yeah. Oh, gun store. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah the gun store. I know with our buddy Bob Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fun. We had so much fun. They still follow me and like they post stuff of like me wearing their shirts from like five years ago. Years ago. I know. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh thanks for that memory. That's no, I, so I look great. Our, our <laughs> I know. So, okay. So when did you decide that you wanted to kind of, I mean, obviously we know that you made the transition and created your own business, Editor Media, which is absolutely, I mean, it is... I think anybody who wants to make a name for themselves in the beauty industry needs to be attached to you. Like, that's what I'm going to say, because you're so organized and your brain just works in such a creatively different way than anyone I've ever seen. And that's why I told you, like, one day I want to be part of like underneath your little editor umbrella. Maybe one day. Honestly, it's such a great compliment. That means it says a lot. Yeah, for sure. I just see the way you work and how professional you are. And how you handle your clients and not only your brands, but also your influencers and like, like how you represent them. And they're always taken care of. Like they're like an extension of you, a family. So congratulations on, you know, such a successful business. And it's just going to only grow and skyrocket. You're going to be a multi-million dollar business soon. I just know it. Oh my gosh. From your mouth. <laughs> Let's just pray. Yes. Yes. But when did you kind of decide also, hey... I'm going to step away from MMA as well. Cause you know, both you and I were super passionate about MMA. So I had my reasons, but what were yours? Yeah. I just felt like I had, I took my MMA career as far as could go. There wasn't a lot of monetary benefits. Honestly, I applied to the big leagues. Of course I did, you know, MMA junkie. I was on their ass. Like you guys need me. Like I would steal it for you guys. And like, the thing is, is that I have, there's something in me that I feel like I can do basically anything. And so when I was not getting the follow-ups from MMA junkie, because I have look at my career, I've literally been able to get to these milestones. I never thought I'd be able to get to, but it's because I really truly believed in that. And honestly, I, I knew nothing about manifesting back then, but I guess looking back, it was kind of like manifesting it a little bit. And so when I was getting some no's from like, you know, fighters only and, um, and MMA junkie, I'm like, well, well, guess what? There's not too much, you know, more that I can do at this point. Like I was the MMA reporter of the year in 2014, which was so awesome. I just kind of gracefully dipped out. And I also at the time was handed these two beauty magazines, basically to start from scratch. So it was perfect timing. So I was saying goodbye to my beloved MMA and, you know, in the fighting world. And I was going into beauty, which became, which was so natural. 
I didn't have to fact check anything. I didn't have to worry about anybody reading my work and being like, what? Let me go and look this up, you know, and get your magnifying glass out. Like it wasn't ballistic or gun and it wasn't, you know, <laughs> crazy jiu-jitsu move, you know, with a fighter. So it was like, it was just so much more natural for me. Well, and you really, I mean, talk about an explosive career in the beauty industry, even before you got on your own. I mean, you had, you know, people on your magazine covers and you were interviewing people that, you know, were blowing up on YouTube, like Jeffree Star, for example, or is it Patrick Star, Jeffree Star? <laughs> I was like, there's two stars. And then who was the third? Manny? Was it Manny MUA? Okay. You had that cover that was so, I mean, at that time that came out, they were like three of the biggest people in the world on YouTube. I mean, I swear. It was iconic and it was definitely before its time. And the magazine that I was at was a 25-year-old publication, very old school. And so I gave that company like basically a heart attack because they're like, what oh, oh, oh. you know, three boys in makeup, you know, on the cover of magazine. I said, let's go. Let everybody get it. Nine million impressions in the first three weeks of that magazine. Shut up. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's incredible. So, I mean, it was the most attention that that magazine had gotten. And it's like, that's what I love to bring to companies is like, let's think out of the box and boss up and elevate. And, um, you know, it, it worked. It was scary, but it worked. So how do you keep your finger on the pulse of like, what's trending in beauty? Like, is it Instagram? Is it reading like actual tangible magazines still? Is it researching on the internet? What do you do? I get a lot of my research just in the meetings that I have. I have meetings almost every single day. You kind of have to know exactly what you're talking about. And because this industry evolves so much, there's something in a meeting I don't know about. I make sure that I know about it in the next meeting. I can also become like the, I'm not like almost like an expert, but yes, I can become pretty knowledgeable about a subject pretty fast, which is always great because I taught myself how to video edit, how to edit and write and be a backpack journalist and do photography when I was in college. So I was very, you know, a woman with many hats, you know, very like Renaissance woman. And I wanted to bring that into, you know, my research too. So I would say mostly in meetings and just real life situations. And then secondly, I am on Instagram. Like that is where I see the trends, a tiny bit of sprinkling from TikTok, but I now lean on this amazing team that I've been so blessed by um, for some of that market knowledge too, because of course they're more in tune with the TikTok. Of course, of course. I mean, sometimes I feel like I spend too much time on TikTok, but I truly am inspired a lot by things that I see on there. But then there's just the point where you're like, okay, I've been scrolling for two and a half hours. I just stop. Is this okay? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, throw my phone away. I'm like, get this thing away from me. Yeah. Now I've been creating more content on TikTok. And I know you've been like slowly starting to as well. And I think, you know, TikTok is so unique because you don't need a big following to go viral and to get a million followers. Like that's the cool thing about that platform. It Are there drawbacks to it? Yeah. The trolls on there are... Whoa, like they are a lot. Like they are ruthless on there. It's heavy. Level. Yeah. I mean, it is so heavy and it's like you really do have to. And I mean, I just started using TikTok last month and then I had my first one go viral. And I know that doesn't happen. Let me tell you guys, that does not happen often, but it did. And I still haven't read the comments, honestly, because I got 5,000 followers basically almost over the amount of a few weeks. And I went from like 100 followers to like 5,000 in the amount of a few weeks. And I have comments on there. I'm like, I won't even read it because it just can't. I don't, I don't have the heart for it. You know what I mean? 
I actually am getting like hives thinking about it for you because I mean, people say stuff all the time about me too. Like, and you know, I've been on this weight loss journey. I even had the surgery and everything. And people are still like, you're not sexy. You need to go do cardio. And I'm like, okay, well I had a back injury. So calm down. Rude. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't cry over it anymore where I used to, you know, let you know me, I used to cry over shit like that. Now I'm like, that's annoying. And I'll still like talk about it, but I'm not crying over it at least anymore. That's growth. That's growth. Well, speaking of growth, we need to touch on a very sensitive subject for both of us. And that is that we used to Photoshop the fucking shit out of our (laughs) pictures. Yeah. (laughs) I was introduced to Facetune on a trip with Steph and then became my best friend in the entire world. Yeah, we were in Hawaii. And so your parents are in Hawaii. And we went to, I think that trip, we went to the big Island and we went to Oahu like for a couple of days, uh, yeah, Lulu. And I remember you took this picture of me on the beach and I remember like, I felt good, like in my head. And then when I saw the picture of me, I was like, ew, is that what I look like? And I was so evil to myself. And I like literally warped my body into a completely different body. So now I don't even know what I looked like. No, I know. Cause of course. The rest of the pictures are gone. Yeah, they're gone. They're really, like, I didn't want to see that anymore. I just deleted it. So it kind of sucks because, I mean, I'm glad we have our before pictures from before our actual, like, bigger weight losses, but I wish I'd kept it just to, like, see the progress. But, you know, I had to, and I put on Instagram lately that I had to unfollow Khloe Kardashian. I actually like her, but she was Photoshopping her pictures so much. Like, I can't wrap my brain around it because, like, with Kim, for example, I love her. She's had all the surgery. Like who cares? I can wrap my brain around the surgery. I can't wrap my brain around like altering it digitally anymore. It's like a trigger. It's like if you're a cigarette smoker and you stop smoking, you just hate cigarettes so much. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I totally get that. Yeah. And you know what? It's good to know. Cause I was looking at that picture that you were talking about and it's like, I know that they Photoshopped her swimsuit, but I'm like, I've been thinking this entire time, this is her actual body, but I'm like, who the F actually has a body like that. Like, just tell me, you know? Yeah. Are your thighs this long? Like, are they really that long? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. Angle. Like what's happening. Yeah. And I totally, and the whole episode with her, like with her publicist and trying to take down that picture off the internet, like, it's not like she looked bad and I get wanting to have, you know, creative license over what the content is you put out there, but to make such a big deal out of it to where she was like threatened to sue the people who wouldn't take the image down that her Mima or whatever put up, whatever they call her MJ, her grandma. I was just like, wow. Like I felt her crippling anxiety over it, like her crippling body dysmorphia. And it just triggered me. Yeah. That is scary. Yeah. That is intense. Yeah, it is. And I feel like it stems a lot too from her relationship and her problems in her relationship. I'm just speculating obviously, because I don't know her personally, but I think a lot of it stems from that because people just judge her as like the big fat one all the time. They just say, you know, just evil things people say. It is really rough. And I've seen her in person too. And I'm like, she is freaking bossy. Like, she, yeah, like so stunning. I'm trying to remember what picture it was that her Mima posted. It was like a bikini pic. They were like in Palm Springs and she was like in a black bikini. She looked amazing. It wasn't edited to her aesthetic, you know? Oh my Lord. I mean, that's exhausting. Like, and especially being in this community I'm in, I haven't touched Facetune on my body since starting this account because I do not want to mislead one person. I don't want first person to be misled. People already are asking me all the time, like, have you had like a tummy tuck? And I'm like, no, hun, like work my ass off. But I haven't, like, I don't want anybody to think 
anything different. I don't want to have any smoke and mirrors because I don't need it. And on the second that I started becoming my or being myself on social media, it's obviously paid off. Like it's obviously been the missing link. (laughs) Yeah. And you gave me some really good advice back in March. You were like, you need to be more vulnerable. And I took that to heart and it's really benefited me. And my female following has in fact increased and the engagement of the female following has increased because of that. So thank you for that. Yes, of course. Oh my gosh. Thanks for listening. I think I thought that I was being vulnerable, but I wasn't, I was holding back a little bit. Yeah. I hear you. No, I mean, I've seen a huge improvement just on your page and you know, you're just killing it and you mean a lot to a lot of people you know, your story is important. Yeah. Thank you. When people write me stuff like that, I mean, I know you get thousands of messages like this, but when people write me stuff and they're like, you're the person who made me feel okay to take a picture in a bathing suit. I was like, I'm fucking crying. Like that makes me so happy to hear. Yeah. I love that. And that means a lot because look at all the times where we've spoiled a trip to the beach because we're trying to take a bikini picture. Oh my God. Do you remember that one picture? where we were at your secret beach and you sent it to like your friend or something. And she like photoshopped it and it looked like you were an alien. We were on. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, The alien. Yes. 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 I was like, yeah. Like, you know, you can always, I know how to edit your cellulite out. I'm like, what? I didn't know I had cellulite. What? You You don't have cellulite. You have perfect legs. I'm like, what the hell? Yes. Oh my God. I know you have literally like your gams are chef's kiss. Oh really my God. I mean, I really thank you very much. I really blame the 11 years of soccer and running like a psycho in every single sport. Like, off, thank God. <laughs> you know, I got my tree trunks, just is what it is. There, I know, and I love that. And I love your <laughs> body. I really love your body. Thank you. I have a different body than you. We have completely different bodies. And like, when you're like, try this sports bra, it's, it's so amazing. And like, I tried it and I was like, yo, like, my back fat is like hanging off. <laughs> Yeah. Back that. Yeah. So like, whatever. I mean, it's just like, it hits me different than you and that's okay. Like we have different bodies. We both love each other's bodies and you know, for who we are. I still can't rock a crop. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. but you're getting there. Yeah. We'll be there maybe someday. <laughs> well, but sometimes like, I like your little fits that you have that are like the sports bra with the leggings and like you show a little bit of the top of the belly. Like it looks good. Like I think it looks, and to have the confidence, like you would have never, you would have literally never done that before. Like, no, definitely not. No way. I didn't even know how far gone I had gotten, honestly, because I wasn't even looking at myself for like years in the mirror. Yeah. I didn't even know. So there was this video that you posted maybe a month ago, I want to say of you in that very sparkly dress. And it was a year since you had worn the dress and it was to a gala or an awards show or something. I don't remember. It was at what, what was it for? It was an influencer event. Yeah. It was an influencer event. And I cried watching the video because I saw the joy in your face. And that is truly like, not even your transformation. What got me in my heart was your, the joy on your face. Cause you were just like, Oh my God. You're like, I didn't even, you could tell that in your brain. You were like, I didn't even realize that I looked like this. No, I have really bad body dysmorphia. I still do. Like sometimes when I do my my side to sides, I have to ask John or one of my girlfriends, like, is this dramatic enough for me to post? And like, what the fuck? Are Are you you okay? Like, are you okay? Like we need to check this girl in. Like, (laughs) I mean, she's out of her damn mind, but I'm like, no, honestly, like, I feel like I look the exact same. And it's like, you're literally insane. And it's like, huh, like, this is like the icky part of it that, you know, I do too. I do too. Like, I mean, except sometimes like 
I'll be laying on my side and I'm used to my stomach, like kind of just like hanging out, you know, just like whatever. And then like, I reach down like to touch it and it's like flatter and I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. And I just forget. Yeah. And then of course, like there's pictures of myself sometimes still where I'm like, ew, I'm like, don't ew yourself. Don't do that. You know, cause I just have to switch your mindset. It's hard because once that body dysmorphia, and once you have people telling you you're fat for like so many years, it's like so hard to get out of that. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's just, it's interesting, but you know, when you're doing it in front of like a different a community, who's also going through that, that is truly what has helped me. Honestly, it's been very helpful. So you've now kind of come out a little bit about your weight loss. How are you feeling about exposing, you know, your Brie Armstrong versus your, your VSG family to everything? I was going to go on my close friends on my Brie Armstrong page, which is like probably like maybe 25 people. I was going to go on and let them know like, Hey, if you guys haven't like seen me for a while, you can follow me here just to my, to my close friends. But I had a client follow me a few weeks ago. I almost choked to death. So obviously I'm not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Like she doesn't need to be seeing, you know, bikini pictures and that's okay. So I had to, I had to block. Oh, you blocked. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had to block. I had to block a few people like, oh my God. Yeah. My friend Rachel's mom followed me. I had to block her because I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not ready for it. Like there's some people who I'm just not ready for. This is such an intimate part of my life. And I don't want anyone else to feel like they have any reign over it or can connect with me on this level. Because I'm like, I haven't chosen to connect with you on this level yet. Like this is going to be my choice whether I do or not. So there are still some people like that just really don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I, that's, I guess that's something we'll discuss like when your episode comes out of like what you want me to tag and what you want me to do, <laughs> you know, because I want to respect that part of your life, obviously, but I'm so proud of you at the same time. And there's so many times where I want to repost something of yours and I have to respect the privacy. Yeah. I know it's so true. Cause we have so many cross people that cross, we, yeah. Friends, friend, acquaintance, acquaintance. Yeah. And I, re- I remember like your page, your new page got suggested to me and I had told you this and it was like right after you'd made it. And I was like, I'm not going to follow it. I don't want to invade on her privacy when she's ready. She will tell me. And so when I told you about my surgery, then you told me about yours. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know they're still friends. I'm serious. They're still friends that don't know. And it's not that I'm trying to hide anything, especially with friends, you know, but it's just like, you know, all in good time. It's just crazy though. Like, obviously if they Google your name, they'd find your podcast. They'd find what everything probably. Yeah. I don't use Brianna Armstrong on my podcast at all. People know me in the community as Brie. So oh, no one. Yeah. Knows. Okay. Yeah. Which kind of is a bummer. Cause I have really big things happening. Like I'm collaborating with some big brands that I'm actually coming out with. I can just say it here. I'm coming out with like a lash with a brand and I'm not going to have my name tied to it anywhere. So it's like, if I ever want to get verified on Instagram, I'm like, there goes my chances. I'm not tying the Brianna Armstrong name to it. It it confuses me sometimes. I'm like, should I just dive right in? Like, you know, that was my back and forth on TikTok because you know, in our community, how fast it is to grow on TikTok. Like it's so fast. So I was like, do I even want to? But people were using my pictures on TikTok. That that was wild. I know, haters. So I was like, you know what? Let me tell my own story on TikTok. And that's the only reason why I posted. I know. Because it was forced upon you, basically. It was forced upon me. And I've kind of run into a couple of situations like that where I'm like, oh God, what am I trying to do over here? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Your boyfriend, John, what does he say about letting the other people in your life know about, I mean, does he just says whatever you want, babe? Cause I know him. He's so sweet, but what does he say to you? What does he advise you? Yeah. Whatever I want. There's some of his family members that don't know. 
Right. I knew that. If they're all, you know, being zip, you know, lipped, which I would hope so. But yeah, he is just the entire journey. Like whatever I feel like. He's so sweet. I know he really is. He just goes with the flow. He's helped me build this brand, which is awesome. He's helped me build editor, which is awesome. So he just like, he loves my vision for things and appreciates and respects it. What is it like? Cause can't relate, but what is it like having a supportive partner when you have your own business? How does that benefit you? So relationship stuff used to just really flood my thought process. And so even if I was like dating someone and they, you know, maybe sent me like a text that was like short, like I would think about it all day. It would affect my work. It totally would, you know, or if like I was getting ready for a date, like I'd just be like thinking about that date the entire time. And, you know, not that I don't think about John all the time, because like, look at what I'm doing for us and what I'm building together with him. But now it's just night and day to have that support. And I don't have to worry about relationship stuff. And it's like, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that our relationship is on the back burner, but there are times where our relationship does have to be on the back burner because of the volume that I'm working at and the pace that I'm working at, you know? So it is really nice. And he also really understands like when I, I have ADHD too. So sometimes like I'll be talking to you right here but I'm thinking about something completely different and I'm not really present, you know? And like, sometimes it's hard for me to be able to communicate to people, especially when I'm really busy in my brain. And so he knows that and he's able to like really champion that. And no one really my entire life has ever been able to do that. Like not even my parents. So I really appreciate it. You know, Yeah, he's very calming to you. I feel like, you know, you're, and whenever you do get a little flustered, he keeps his cool which we both <laughs> super need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not four season standard. <laughs> he still says that all the time to me. Does he really? Oh my God. Yeah, Jokins are running inside joke. He loves it. At least he remembers me all the time. <laughs> He's like, can we just not have Stephanie here ever again? <laughs> no, 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 no. We told my parents about it and Rachel and Chad about it. And we are like, we are smitten over the story. It's the best ever. So you guys, we went to Westlake, the Four Seasons Westlake back in March. And there was something going on where, because it was, you know, we were in a lockdown from the pandemic. They weren't allowing delivery companies to come to the actual pool and drop off the food. So No, but it was the room service. That was what got me. And it was actually the room service. Yes, yes, yes. It was a room service. And she was told, Stephanie was told that if she ordered room service, they would come and bring it to her at the pool. Well, guess what? They didn't bring it to her at the pool. And they were going to make her go and get her room service herself. From the room. And then at the pool, which makes no sense. Very upsetting. I would have never let that fl- fucking fly either. So anyway, so she pulled somebody aside. I think it was like, I don't know. Well, the manager was like, I got you, Stephanie. Don't worry. We've got this under control. Cause I was doing like an influencer thing for them for what I don't remember what it was for the cabana. Right. So they were like giving us the cabana for free. And like, I had to do the post. And so I was like expecting them not to like give me food for free, but at least to help me out and deliver it for God's sake. And or at least put it somewhere accessible. I don't want to go up to my room, carry this big tray down, back downstairs, through the corridor, out to the pool. It's too much. It's too much. So the manager was MIA. So she couldn't take it out on the managers. So she talked to somebody else and she said, this isn't four season standard. And it was 
probably the most serious moment of this lady's life ever. Of this person who worked there's life ever. And we were all just, because we were like, is she going to be okay? Is she going to be pissed still? And then like when she turned around and started laughing, then we all started laughing. Yeah, no, with you guys, I'm not going to be pissed. But obviously, you know, like, you know that I am going to get what I want, obviously. That's like my luxury dropout. Like that's where it like comes back into play where I'm like, this is where I, I'm used to and like how I'm used to acting. But I'm, I'm so polite. If you're paying like $700 a night for a hotel room, I'm sorry. Like you have to say like, this is not the standard of care that I'm supposed to be receiving. Like, I'm sorry. Four seasons standard. Okay. Not four seasons standard. Four seasons. I really love you. I know you're probably not listening right now, but if you ever do, let's work on that. Step up the room service game. You know, I just feel like no matter what the request has been at any four seasons, it's always been yes. And that was the first time ever out of four seasons that they've told me no. So yeah. And I worked for them. That was like my first job out of college. So that's how I knew what four season standard actually was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 And I love that. Relatable. Right. Relatable. Right. I know sometimes the luxury dropout is still the luxury part of me is in there. It's still in there. I know. And I'm so glad that this is the name that you came up with. Cause I know that you and I were brainstorming. Yes. It was hard. It was. And I was like, you need an antithesis. And here we are. I here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Moira. Well, <laughs> God, I'm dead. No, I know, and I, I love the VSGT. Like, I love the rhyming. I love that you have the little clinking of the glasses. Like, it's so well put together and so cute. And I was like, oh, I need to come up with a good idea like that. And you know, you just encourage me to think about like what embodies you. It needs to be, you know, like you said, like something that's a juxtaposition between your old life and your new life. And here we are. Like, it truly is like, I used to go and spend like $11,000 on an outfit and be in debt for like six months. For what though? For what? Like, it's different if you have the money and you can drop that, but I didn't have the money to be doing that. And so I would just be miserable on the inside and look okay on the outside for what one Instagram picture, like it's not worth it. Well, I mean, honestly, my first experience with, I mean, my mom is, she's pretty bouge. She can be very bouge, false darling. But one of my first experiences of a friend who was interested in that was you. I mean, we have matching Cartier, like friendship rings. I know, but these are, at least these appreciate over time, like these are, they hold their value. Yes, exactly. And I learned a lot about, you know, certain things through you and I've been inspired, you know, by certain designers that, you know, you have supported and that's totally fine. And I love that you're getting to the point where you're like, well, I don't really need to be spending this. If, you know, if I need to be doing X, Y, Z first, you know what I mean? Like setting those goals. So actually I use luxury as kind of a goal setter for me. And in my career, well, I'll kind of like spoil myself. It used to be once a year. It's kind of creeped its way up to like more like, you know, three or Quarterly. four times a year. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, you know, ordering a shirt like this, I would have never done before I met you. But honestly, I was just like, why not? You know, who else says that is Christy. She was the same way. She never ordered anything designer ever. And now I go to her closet and she literally it's fully designer. And I'm like, who are you? She's like, this is your fault. It's your fault. No, you really have dropped off on us. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's fun though. It's it's really, really fun. And then you get into like the designers and you get in, you have your people that you know you shop with. And like it's just like it's a good time. It can be a good time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to Nordstrom recently and we had that debacle? It was like the woman who was helping us 
Yeah, that debacle. I'm like, what is the commotion? And you're like, I really had an issue. They're fighting over. Because here's what happens. You don't judge people by what they wear when you walk in a store as an associate. Because I know that because I did high-end retail forever. And the people who are the most dressed down are the people who spend the most money. It's just is what it is. And yeah, and I remember like Nikki Hilton would come in to where I worked and like she is obviously super, super loaded. And I wouldn't have recognized her because she was wearing no makeup. She had brown hair at the time. It was pulled back in a ponytail. She was like super low key. And I looked at her and I was like, that's definitely Nikki Hilton. You know, like you have to like focus and see like that she's not decked out. You know, I mean, maybe she was carrying a Balenciaga, you know, motorcycle bag at the time. Like it was popular, but that was it. It was no other indicator. So this woman or whatever, it was man, woman, I don't remember. And they just didn't want to help me. They were like, yeah, it's over there. And then as soon as I looked at, I started looking at the designer stuff. Then all of a sudden she wants to help me. And the other lady had already started helping me. So there was like a debacle between them, like fighting over who got to help me. And I ended up just saying F it. Like, I'm not going to even buy anything because you guys are super crazy and annoying. And then I saw you're wearing the, the jacket. Yes. From there. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I know. They're- yeah, we, we ended up getting our rings. So we got our friendship rings at least. I know. And it's fun. And like I said, too, I really do use it as a motivator sometimes because like, you know, I haven't been able to get a house yet because obviously I was you know, I mean, not really had, I didn't really have those goals when I was doing my taxes the last few years, you know, so now I have like the new goals, but my splurge wasn't the house because I wasn't able to get it at the time, but it's been, you know, my little trinkets here and there. I know, and you deserve it. You work so hard. I mean, my God, if you don't reward yourself a little bit, what are you going to do? Exactly. That's how, that's how I feel too. I'm like, all right. I also think that we should go on a vacation, like at some point next year. We need to. Yeah. I know that you and I are very similar when we travel. Like it's hard for me to travel with a lot of people because either they want to stay at like whatever. I'm sorry. I can't stay at a holiday Inn, guys. Like it's just not me. I understand it's supposed to be luxury dropout, but like I need luxury, like where I'm sleeping. Like that to me is a quality experience and I'm going to enrich my life from staying in a quality place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I will be miserable if we go and stay at like a two-star place. Like I just won't like it. So (laughs) that's like our hobby. Like that's what brings us joy too. We like to have luxury on the road. We just do. Yeah. That would be really fun. I mean, if you want, I could be third wheel. Like I don't care, you know, we'll go somewhere cool. And like, I'm also very comfortable with going somewhere that I'm not necessarily that's out of my comfort zone. Cause you know how I feel about Mexico and like, you know, I, I don't really do like anything overseas, like much. Let's go on a mission trip, but I mean, we don't have to. Like, we can go and do something fun, and that's the whole thing about Bali. I think that we were talking about going to Bali, and I was like, I am scared. <laughs> you know, like I, you it's know, a lot. it's a lot. And I had to take when I went with Christy, I had to take full responsibility for the travel, for getting us to the destination, like through the airports, like everything, because she she doesn't really talk. <laughs> so- Shit. Well, at least you're not shy to where like, you know, you would help me out. But literally when I got to the hotel, I was like, can you just pay attention to this part? And she was like, no, you've got it. I'm like, no, you will pay attention to this part. I'm dead now. I am dead because we've been traveling for 24 hours, but we need to go somewhere. I want to go to like Bora Bora or something like that. Like my parents would never go because it's like fully like a, you know, like a relaxed type of destination. And my dad is just like, what, not about that. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm down for that too. I'm like, I would love to have gone 
to Bora Bora for my honeymoon. But then I'm like, it kind of stresses me out to be so far away from the business. I have really very odd priorities and if they will get straightened out. I know it. <laughs> They're not odd. They think that's normal. And I think that's like, you are like a typical, like, uh, I don't want to say typical, but like that hardworking America, like that's ingrained like within you. And I think I have a little bit of like the European, like let's take a nap at from three to 4 PM. Like, Whoa, you know? good analogy. Good analogy. Yeah. You're very like, God bless the USA. Like at all times, like you're so patriotic. Yes. God bless the USA. Absolutely. I love history. Yes. Like on 4th of July, I fully expect to see like an American bald Eagle in your living room. Like it's okay. Well, I'm going to DC when I'm back East in a few weeks and I got this freaking t-shirt. <laughs> so I just She's legitimately holding up a t-shirt with a American bald Eagle holding an American flag. In front of my- <laughs> she had it on her fucking table. Okay. I really did. It's, it's oh a whole, my God. whole vibe. See, I told you, man. Okay. That is so funny. When are you going? Okay. So I'm going to be in Elisa's wedding one of my really good friend's weddings. She was supposed to get married before, you know, last year, but obviously. And so her wedding is going to be at the Mondrian and Park Avenue. So we're going to stay there for a few days and then we're going to fly into DC because John's never been to DC and I am obsessed with DC. I love history. So we're going to stay at the St. Regis right by my house. And they have a good tea there, by the way, like afternoon tea. Of course you would know about that's of course where you stayed. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't stay there. We stayed at a different place. The name is escaping me right now, but it was really good. It was a super nice place, but we just were there overnight, like one night because, you know, Chrissy lives in Maryland. So like, so we just like, I flew in there. We stayed overnight, left and then came back, stayed overnight. And then I left. So I was only there one day. The Smithsonian, by the way, really disappointed. I was like sad. I thought it was going to be. Have good. you ever been before? I think like in eighth grade, but to be frank, I don't remember it. Okay. I remember loving it. Like I love the outfits and like, oh my gosh, just, oh, so this so- was the natural history museum, not like American history. We're actually not going to natural history. We're going to the Arab one and then the American one. But anyway, so we're doing that. Then we're going to go fly over to Tennessee and visit Rachel and her new house. You get to see everybody and all the kids. Oh, that'd be great. But I saw that Rachel sent two of the kiddos to public school when I was shocked. Yeah. Well, she was actually considering maybe even sending more than just two and maybe having like Jamie and Benny start in public school, but she's not going to do that. I think that it's great because Rachel's homeschooling everybody and it's a lot to have all the kids home at once. I know. My gosh, she never gets a break. No, she doesn't. Like she's just mom all the time. And so, I mean, we'll see, but also to the school systems in Tennessee are night and day for the school system in Hawaii. So I'm sure I don't know about the school systems in Hawaii, but I assume that they're the worst in the nation. Oh my gosh. Yeah tragic. So you'll love this. I recently set my hinge profile to, uh, Maui and (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm not, (laughs) Oh my God. I'm not Maui. I'm not there making you sponsor me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You have too much fun on hinge. I love it. Like you just use it for your entertainment and I love it. I truly do. Like, I don't even, I don't even plan on meeting anyone on there. But I have so much fun, like just fucking with the guys on there. Like they're just, they're so easy to mess with. Like truly haven't gone on a date from it. Like not even one, not even tried. I mean, 
there was one guy that I talked to for like a couple of days and then it just immediately fell off because I don't think I'm ready for it. Like, I feel like when the right guy arrives, like I'll be ready, but I don't feel like I'm focused on that aspect. Like, do I get lonely? Of course. Like there's some nights where I'm like, Oh, it'd be nice to have a dude here, but like, you know, I'm good without it. I'm very proud of you because I don't want you to settle. No. Well, (laughs) we were, we were settling for a little while. That's the escape to Orange County earlier this year. Exactly. Which I love it. Take refuge over here. It's all good. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I think I couldn't have made a better decision because, you know, it was because you had met him and then it was like over. And yeah, it was. Yeah. There was still some manipulation that was like trying to kind of come into play. And it's like, you deserve so much more. So I'm really glad like you just are so sound minded about that. Yeah. And of course, you know, I, I get sad, like when sad things happen to me, but I think I'm more resilient now than I used to be. And I think I'm handling it a little bit better, I think. And I think you're handling stuff so well too. I feel like you used to fall apart easily like I did. And now you hold all your shit together. And I don't think I've seen you cry for like a really long time. (laughs) Yeah. It's really hard to hold it all in, but I was talking to my cousin about this and because I was like, damn, like you're like, this is like so mature. Like she was handling something like super mature. She's like, yeah, well we're adults now. Like we've grown up. And I'm like, oh yeah, shoot. Okay. So maybe this is what happens when you grow up and you're an adult. You know what I mean? Like you just handle things a lot better. Yeah. But to be fair, I think I was like, you know, I think I was in my late twenties or something when I met you. So like, I feel like I should have been an adult already, but I don't even think I found my footing until I was like, you know, in my mid probably now, probably in the past year or two. Yeah. I'm not even a real adult yet. Honestly, I still like, someone told me the other day, like, can you believe that we're adults? Oh, yesterday, my friend Shira, who I hadn't seen, well, she comes and films with us, but like, we used to be like the best of friends in college. We were on the same cheer team together. And she was just like, can you believe that we're actual adults? And like, she's got two kids and she's married. I'm like, oh my God, like it is insane. Like, this is it. This is our life. Like we're here to live it. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that statement because I look at, my parents still for a lot of stuff. And another reason why I admire you is because you've lived away from your parents and far away from them for a really long time. And even when I was in Vegas and they were here in Houston, like I was struggling so hard. I mean, even something as small as like, I'm so sick and I don't have anyone to like, at the time there was no Uber Eats. I remember when I was living in Vegas, there was no delivery. And so I was like, even or grocery delivery, you know, And so of course I would like, I would just want someone to bring me, you know, like a Sprite or something and nobody was around. And that was so hard. And I know you have John now, but like you were alone before, like you had to go through all of that alone. So I admire that a lot where I'm just like, wow, she's really got it together. That really helped me to hunker down with work because I didn't really have a lot going on in my home life. You know, then when Rachel and Chad moved over there, I was just sort of like, Hey, I've got to just pave my own way and just make my own path and have my own life. But yeah, I did go through a really dark transition into, you know, coping with that though. Yeah. Well, I know your faith is really important to you as well. And you and your parents share that. And I think that probably has kept you very close. Yeah, it definitely has. Yeah. I love that. And I know that you, you're like, your dad's a chef. So like, you know, you guys talk on the phone and he's like instructing you the deviled eggs. <laughs> The deviled eggs on Easter was truly, <laughs> truly a real undertaking. You were like, okay, my dad, I did that already. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> the deviled eggs. <laughs> yeah, and they, they were, were good, good though. 
this is what he's used to. And he's multitasking, making his own Easter feast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we go to your parents' house in Hawaii, like we grub, like it's so good. And the view from their house is like, you're literally in like on a cloud in heaven. I mean, it is. It's amazing. It's amazing view. I'm getting really nostalgic thinking about it. The, and like our personalities really showed on that trip because yes, we did stuff together. Like we did the volcano together, which is a whole other story in itself. Oh, yeah. We hiked a volcano 10 miles. It was insane. But we also like the, I remember the last day I wanted to see the dolphins. Like that was my trigger, like my trigger word, my kryptonite. Like I was like, I have to see the dolphins. Like I have to see oh, the dolphins. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yes. And you were like, I actually just like want to go play golf. And I was like, this is the difference between the two of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you're the adult and I am the child. That's like, I want to go see the animals, mommy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when in Hawaii, you know what I mean? Like, I know, and you know how to live it up. Like you really do. I really really do. I mean, it's, I came across this video the other day of, it was us at the, was it the Hilton? The Hilton, that's where the dolphins are, right? Yes. Yes, it is. The Waikoloa. Yeah. And like, there's that bridge across the pool and you were twerking on it. And I was like, God, she can really fucking twerk really good. Oh my gosh. How hilarious. I need to see it. You were twerking that whole trip. Like I remember twerking, like just had started. Oh my God. Yeah. Twerking had just started. And they were like, I'm like, you're white, but you can twerk. I'm like, yeah, I can try attempt. I can't now like, damn, something happened. I don't know. Something I can't look as good as I used to. That's for sure. Well, maybe it's because there's, you know, you've lost some of the junk in the trunk. Maybe. I don't know if my knees are like worse or like, I don't know. I can't. Well, my lower back does not allow it. So it says no, it says no. (laughs) So I have one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. So I ask you, and I'm so interested to hear your response because I know you're going to give me a very thoughtful one. (laughs) So if you saw 20 year old Brianna, like walking down the street, And you wanted to go over to her and like, give her a big hug. And as you looked at her, you wanted to tell her just one thing, you know, as yourself, as your age now, and you looked at her, what is the one thing you would tell her? The one thing that I would tell her, Ooh, this is such a, that's a great question. Oh, thank you. You could take your time. Wow. That's a good question. I would say, honestly, probably care less about what people think about you, about your career. You're doing great. Stay focused on God. Not every man who talks to you is going to want to marry you. So just FYI, try to keep your number down a little bit lower. And (laughs) (laughs) because I mean, literally, literally. And yeah, and just, you know, just stay focused on God. That's it. That's it. Because yeah, I think that I honestly did. And I still do care so much what people think, but not as much as I did back then. It's really been a big battle. And honestly, this last year, I've been way more free of that than anything. Isn't that incredible? Just how things change. People say 2020 was the worst. And for me, I think it was the best, like not obviously for civilization, but for me personally, I feel like my growth has been exponential and I feel like it's been the same for you. Yeah, I do too. And I've actually seen so much growth in you in the last few months that I'm really proud of. And I wish I could have be more present just with you. And <laughs> you're so you know, busy. But honestly, too, just like the small things that I have been able to contribute and just how you take it and you run with it. I mean, even, you know, with the small introduction with, you know, like I really want to see you succeed. Like, and I really am a true believer that, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. 
100%. And, you know, I love you so much because you're so supportive and, you know, you tell, you remind me all the time of like, oh my God, I can't believe that you're doing this. Like, you know, and you're just always so encouraging about my business and stuff. But I honestly look at you and I'm like, honestly, you can do this as well. And so I'm just very proud of you. And I'm very thankful that you have this platform because people can just feed off of your joy. And that's some of the things that I've been seeing pop up in your stories that people talk about. It's like, oh my gosh, we just met with Stephanie Joplin. Like she's just so full of joy. Like she's a blast. And it's like, good. Uh, Yeah, I I know. I really love it. I love having these conversations with people, you know, and there's never like an awkward moment. It's always just, sometimes we talk for like two hours and I'm like, oh my God, we have to get off. We have to go off that now. Like we can't edit a two hour podcast. I know. Same here. Like we try to do like one hour. Then like when we go over to like one and a half hours, we're like, oh, we got to hop off here. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because at some point, like it's still interesting content, but I don't think the listener is going to want to like just stick around for two hours. Like they're just not going to, you're just going to lose them. Exactly. It's it's true. Mm -hmm. Well, I also wanted to go back real quick to what you were saying about your number, because I was talking to these girls from this podcast called Hotter in Person, and they're really funny and they're very like explicit and like they talk about like sex a lot. They don't hold anything back. And we were talking about how like in your early and mid 20s, like we thought sex, like your language is gift giving, right? And so it's like to give. Yes. So it's mine. And so I love giving gifts and I, I like words of affirmation. So I think also I give words of affirmation. But I love to give gifts. And I think like as I, when I was in my early twenties or mid twenties, I was like, if I give my body to this guy, then he's going to love me and he's going to accept me and he's going to want to marry me. And that's a really good lesson. I think for a lot of younger women, like in their twenties or early twenties or whatever, it's like, we just have to remember that that is not what is going to make a man fall in love with you. Like no matter how good you are in bed, like it's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. You got to fall in love with yourself first. That's true. That's for sure. I mean, there's hard days where I'm mad at myself and you know, I'm just like, I'm so frustrated with myself. But in the end you have to like, you have to speak kindness into yourself and you and I both have done a good job of rewriting the script on that because we used to just be so fucking negative with ourselves and our bodies and like, why are we like this? And why are we so fat? And we're so ugly and we look like this. I mean, whatever it is, like, I can't wear this. Don't post that. I look like shit. Don't do it. And like now, you know, now we're so much we're better about comfortable it. with ourselves. Yeah. And that, that happens. That, it takes time. I feel like you miss out on a lot of life when you are constantly so like amped up about that. I do too. I do too. Yeah. We need our Hawaii, another voyage to Hawaii. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know you have a really busy schedule. I know that I text you incessantly and sometimes you can't respond, but I know you probably just read it and you're just like too busy to reply, but just know that, you know, I admire you. I love you. I think you are such a creatively wonderful person and you will always be a close friend of mine, no matter where we are or you know, where we are in life, what age we are, no matter the distance, like you're always going to be a huge part of my life. Oh, I just love you. I adore you. I'm proud of you. Thank <laughs> you for the good work. And thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so proud of you. So that's it for today's episode of the Luxury Dropout Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Brianna. She is such a light and we just always cackle and just have so much fun. We're just screaming sometimes in laughter on the phone with one another. So I hope you caught some of that vibe. 
If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And if you were streaming audio, please don't forget to leave a review. And of course, I am just glad that you're here. I am thrilled that you're coming along on this journey with me and my friends. So until the next time, I'm sending you love, stay well, and I will see you soon. That's a wrap for this episode of The Luxury Dropout. Make sure to visit stephaniejoplin.com to find all of Steph's episodes, including full podcast descriptions and photos of her guests. Until next time, besties.